0: I think you those, wanna, are, those are gonna happen regardless.
1: I know. Do you wanna a it like like the draftsman? Come you can oh. do 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 doop doop do do. do.
0: <laughs> like a music intro? No,
1: I don't think it's a music <laughs> intro.
0: No. Oh fine. Everybody has like some kind of intro. You know that will come later once we people actually enjoy and care.
1: That's and, fair. So so kicking it off, I guess. Do you wanna do you want me to tee it up for you, or do you want to just
0: what's, yeah, what's going on? You go. Go ahead, tee it up.
1: It's okay. A hard job at the beginning. Oh, fine. Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm Josh, uh, and I'm joined today with the one and only amazing Chris Bevan, and this is the flagship episode of the You Creative Show. We were going to call it a podcast, but we're doing video here too. So, All
0: right. Your yeah. creative
1: show—you
0: yeah. get to see us and everything.
1: Yes, I mean, indeed.
0: Thanks, Josh, for that amazing intro. The one and the only—that's <laughs> the only thing I can put behind my name. Yeah, there's only one me, and there's only one you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I
1: don't know. You—you you look up Joshua Johnson. <laughs> Come on, there's a million of us. Yeah, right. Okay,
0: so let's get started into who we are and why you should be listening to us uh, and why we feel that we're qualified to give you information on being an artist. Oh, my gosh. What have you done? Well, if you're watching the video, you could probably see that my room is full of artwork. So that's one thing. I am an artist. I'm a working artist. I have been uh, every single day for the past eight years actually on the 26th of this month it will be eight years exactly or maybe nine years eight years i'm pretty sure every single day and the big thing on my website com, is about daily art daily art practice and how important that is for you as an artist to continually move forward to keep motivated and to really do what you love to do and that is be an artist so with these podcasts um hopefully we can help you with that but more about you know, why you should listen to me. Oh man, I've been an artist since I was a young kid. Um, went to Artistry Studio Chicago for a couple of years, two years, trained there for a while, finished up in Florida at a university. Whoa, not, not such a great education there. Uh, but have always worked in, you yeah. know, charcoal, drawing, oil, everything since then and the past eight years i've really upped my game and made sure that i'm an artist every single day also a web developer web designer and that's what i work as a position it's where i make my real money from but i've also sold my work and actually i talked to a friend of mine today he wants to buy one of my drawings that i just did and i'm like oh, you gotta wait on that <laughs> so yeah selling artist here and um yeah plus i'm, I'm getting up there in age 45 now. And and I think that I've, I've gained some information in my life, especially as an artist to, to uh, communicate to others. So
1: that's me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Chris is phenomenally skilled. And I just wanted to point that out because a lot of people think that it might be talent. Granted, I'm, I'm sure there's some natural affinity there for art, but, uh, I just want to say that I, I very much re- respect Chris's skill. Uh, as far as me, I'm, I'm Josh. Nice, nice to see you. I am a tattoo artist by trade. I am a co owner of a small tattoo studio in a very rural town. Um, my educational background, uh, I actually started art school. At a university, transferred to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then uh, to a private academy where I racked up way too much student debt. It's and <laughs> <laughs> so we have very similar backgrounds. Uh, I I look up to Chris very much as as a mentor, whether he wants to admit he is one or not. Mm. You can find most of well all of my work now at. Uh, JoshuaGraphic dot com. Sorry, my wife. My wife was trying to get a hold of me. Um, <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> this is more important now. Yeah, I'm kidding. Well, this is the priority for the day, my man. <laughs> um, but following in Chris's footsteps, I now post daily as well. All of my art, um, and I love to teach. So, so that's that's kind of why I'm here. Nice and. And I love to create in general. So being an entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah, Josh is also in his own business um, as a tattoo artist. and does that constantly. So if you're a two-dimensional uh, representational artist and, and you find that difficult, imagine trying to see how it would look around a cylinder or someone's body that moves constantly so Josh takes it to the next level (laughs) pretty amazing you know
1: I try I try
0: and thank you for uh mentioning um talent on that you know that's that's one topic that we'll be talking about a lot is the difference between talent and skill and effort and how effort counts twice I actually have the book talent is overrated by Jeff Colvin that I'm going to be reading soon at some point but I love that whole idea that talent is overrated. It's a part of it. It's what, you get, what gets you started as an artist. But honestly, what, gets, what moves you forward, forward as an artist is the love for it and really getting in touch with what you want to be as an artist. And that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today on today's podcast, which is entitled Artistic Identity. I don't that know. sounds very ominous. I know. Yeah. Didn't, yeah I like, like it. Identity. <laughs> really? What? Oh my gosh. This is already going kind of weird. First one. That's anyway. Fine. <laughs> so identity is one of those words that I think a lot of people are like, what does that mean? What do you mean by your identity? Well, it's, it's what keeps you motivated. It's what fires you up. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's when you do it, you feel like you're in a zone and everything else kind of disappears. If you can figure out, you know, where that lies within you, which is very difficult. I mean, you know, one day you might think, oh, I want to be this kind of person. One day I want to be that kind of person or that kind of artist. And then the next day, you know, three weeks later or whatever, it may change. You know, hopefully it doesn't change too often. Hopefully you can stick to something. But finding that identity is something that most spiritual teachers, uh, you know, uh, self-help, personal improvement teachers, and individuals like me and Josh, uh, an artist, you know, getting in touch with, you know, who you are as an artist is what really keeps the things moving
1: forward. I can definitely relate to that. Like, I... I've always identified as some kind of artist ever since I was you know, tiny, tiny, tiny little kid. Uh, my mom had pencils in my hands as soon as I could grasp anything. Uh, she introduced me to artists whenever I was, you know, four and five years old, and it was it was easy for me to figure out that identity when I was young. Um, then I hit my teens. And toward the end of my teenage years, you know, that's, that's where you're trying to rediscover yourself. And I, like the beginning of my college career, I definitely lost my identity as an artist because I wanted to be a designer. You know, that's where the money is. I wanted to be a graphic designer. Um,
0: that is, that that is so was. true. You know, this is something that, you know, me and me and my wife have talked about it before because she's known since she was young what she wanted to do, you know, you know who she wanted to be when she got, grew old, older. And this is what I wanted to do too. It was interesting when I finished up school at the University of Central Florida, I had been out of school for like 10 years or something. I was getting my own business going. I was, you know, doing murals, you know, this kind of thing, being an artist. And I was like, oh, I need to go back and just finish up um, after I paid off some student loan, you know, this kind of thing. But when I did finish up, when I actually, you know, graduated, uh, I was talking to artists that were 10 years younger than I was at the time. And most of them, even after four years of college, you know, $100,000 plus, uh, you know, that their parents or they have spent on this. Hey, what do you want to do? I really don't know. You know, so there's this big question mark. So, you know, I feel really fortunate of having, you know, um, at least some kind of inkling of my identity when I was young and moving forward, like, you know, art has always been part of my life. But for individuals that have have no idea, and then later on in life, like maybe today, when you're listening to this, you go, yeah, maybe I want to be an artist. I'm not sure, you know, so hopefully we can figure out, you know, who you're really committed to being. And that's, I think that that word commitment is what's what's the most important important here is when you can find something that you love so much that you commit to it and you do something, you know, outside yourself, kind of beyond yourself, this kind of thing. But but yeah, Josh, with you going through, you know, being young and saying, Hey, this is what I want to do, but then all of us go through our teenage years and and it's like <laughs> girls and cars and music and and craziness (laughs) like what i'm just having fun you know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i may have had a little little too much fun as as a teenager i mean through high school though i held on to that identity a lot um i took every single art class that my high school had to offer i was in ap studio art for my senior year Uh, i was published in my first magazine whenever i was 17 and uh-huh. And then I went to college, and college college, I think is what uh really beat the artist out of me for a while um prerequisites, oh jeez yeah i I eventually found my way back to art as not even a hobby it was. Whenever I picked up a charcoal pencil again, it it felt like coming home, so it was it was it was something that I, I had to do to feel fulfilled, and I didn't realize it was missing until I had it back. if that makes sense. So, so I'm lucky in that regard too, in that you know, when I was young, all the way up until I started college, I knew exactly who I wanted to be, college made me forget that for a while. Uh, but then I picked up a, a charcoal pencil and then I said, how can I make money doing this? And when my friends said, put it on their skin, I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. You know, stab me with it. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so funny. That's, yeah. You Sorry. know, I, I 100% agree with you there. You know, the big moment in my life uh, that happened eight years ago with committing to daily art was it was very similar where you get kind of lost but it's you know it's something that that is there and you really just don't you're not fulfilled you don't feel it or whatever uh just to give us a backstory you know i didn't practice art for a long time i think it was the the stint at that point was like five years i didn't do anything and before then, like right before then, before I stopped for a while, I had like a one-man show in in uh, Florida where I was showing my own work, but I just didn't like the marketing of it, so I just stopped it, which was a huge mistake. And I think a lot of artists do the same thing where they get kind of lost. And even if it's, you know, for a couple months or a year or a few weeks or whatever, it's just they don't do anything. And we kind of settle into this kind of drab um, move through life, you know, job, maybe it's kids, maybe it's a relationship, other things kind of come up. and But back in the back of our head, we're thinking, man, I feel unfulfilled in some way. And then we, you know, for me, and I think maybe for other artists, uh, you'll see some amazing piece of artworks or painting or whatever, and you, and, and you look at it and you go, wow, I wish I could do that. This is what, that's who I would like to be. You know, I want to be the next Rembrandt, the, the next Picasso, the next this, the next that, or whatever, Lucian Freud, whoever you, you want to be. But you see that and it and it kind of enlightens that spark. But we're we're not practicing. You know, James Clear says that, you know, to define identity is defined as your repeated being is, you know, which simplifies it tremendously. I mean, if you think about it. If you uh, did work, woodworking every day, you're a wood, woodworker. If you uh, were an office worker, a secretary every single day, you're an office worker, a secretary. Um, how, if, you, if you're a parent, and you, you know, you, you're obviously doing that every single day, so you're a parent, so it's your repeated beingness. And so there's some action involved with your identity, you know, with, and, and there's where that commitment comes in. Uh, so my big moment was I saw the artwork, I didn't feel, f- I wasn't fulfilled, I was away from art and then, you know, I just kind of rubbed it up against reality and I said, you know what, if I'm, if I'm really serious about this, I'm going to make the commitment and do it every single day for the rest of my life. Um, and that's where my identity, my commitment really solidified and everything really changed for me after that.
1: That sounds like a, a really defining moment. I can't say that I had a a single experience that made me go from not an artist to suddenly an artist. Like, like for me, it was, it was more of a progression toward that. So I never, uh, never say never or always, but (laughs) whenever I got back into art, it wasn't something that I did daily, but it was something that I, I built up sort of the, the habit over time. So I maybe i draw for two or three days a week, and then I went to four or five days a week. And once I started tattooing, it became every day except Sunday because I, I always wanted to take Sundays completely off. And then just recently... I was like, you know, what? I'm, I'm all in, I'm going to, I'm going to do this every day, even on Sundays. If I have to, uh, if I have to just sit down and doodle with my son, it's, it's going to be something every single day. And, and that made it, that made it more real. It seems like.
0: Yeah. When you make a commitment like that, where it's not, not every once in a while, I mean, who was it that said ninety nine percent is a bitch, but one hundred percent is easy, right? I can't remember the oh. where the where that wisdom came from, but the basic idea is you make a commitment you know this is you know easier for habits too. you make a commitment to something, and you don't have to think about it anymore well I've, I've committed to brushing my teeth every day. You know, you don't have to think about it. We just brush our teeth, you know, this kind of thing. I've committed to doing art every day, you know, what, however small that it is. Now you don't even think about it. It's just like a habit. Oh, am I going to do my art today? I don't know if I feel like it. Oh, maybe tomorrow. Oh, I feel bad because I haven't done it in three days. You know, all that's out the window. You make a commitment and you do it. You know, this is who you are. And that, that's probably one of like the biggest questions you can ask yourself if you're struggling with your art motivation if you're struggling to actually get to the easel to get to the the pottery area the turning wheel if you're struggling to get to the forge or you know or the tattoo studio (laughs) you know i i I think the very first place to start on this is you know who are you who do you want to be you know how do you want to show up in your life you know i think these are probably the most important questions definitely
1: yeah yeah so we've, we've talked about this, uh, in preparation for this, this episode actually, but, uh, one of the notes that we have is thinking about our future and what we want to achieve. It's useful to start with your identity first. I proposed that there was another way to think about this. So you, you also mentioned earlier that you, you saw a painting that made you feel like, oh, I wish I could do that. And then you, you decided to start taking the steps to get there. That's, that's kind of the same way that I approach a lot of things in my life. First, I do, rather than think about my identity, I think about what it is that I want in my life. And then I think about the things that I would have to do to get those things. And then I attach an identity to that. Like, this is the kind of person that would do the things that I need to do to get the things that i want to have so i sort of progress up and then back down and i found that to be <laughs> i found that to be kind of a really interesting mental model to to go through
0: yeah to... you know that that's that's a good way of, of looking at how to figure out who you are because many individuals i mean let's let's be honest most individuals think what what, 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 you know, uh, what I want. I want lots of money. I want a big house. I want a nice car. I want to be able to paint that good. I want to have, uh, a gallery full of my paintings, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, these are wants, these are end goal kind of things. This is, this is the end of it. You know, what, what what you're getting to. Um, and I, I think most people would start out there, but it's, it's a slippery slope because if you start thinking about what, what, what all the time and you, and, and it's so easy to go to, you know, money and prestige and these kind of things that you don't have control over really. I mean, the only thing that you have control over is how you show up every day. So you would have to do exactly what you, you have done, Josh, is, say, is see the what of course, that's going to be part of everything in a lot of cases. But then work it backwards and say, well, who do I need to be and actually to get there? Right? Yeah, yeah. So the who is involved with you. But unfortunately, I think in lots of individuals, they don't know how to make that kind of connection. They don't have to, they don't know how to make that transition. They, their constant idea is, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. And what that instills is if you're always thinking about what, 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 if you're thinking about that awesome looking painting or an awesome looking drawing, and then you keep screwing up, which is part of artwork. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and then it's easy to just go to give up and say, Oh, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. You know, this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. In that case, you're obviously not being the kind of person that can get what you want. So <laughs> it it might help. You've, you've sort of got two options at that point. You can, you can either make the choice to be the kind of person and push through the failure or adjust your aim a lot lower. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But, but I, I feel, you know, the reason, I feel that the reason why identity and who you are, who you're committed to being is so powerful because that will, that will give you the energy to push through those times. I mean, this is part of our work. Uh, Nicolaitis in his book The Natural Way to Draw says you're going to make 5,000 terrible drawings, you know, so get started now so you can get through those because this is how you learn. Yeah, You're not going to read in a book one day and go, oh, I know how to do it. No, 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 no. It takes a ton of practice. um, Tons of practice and tons of really bad stuff to get to the good stuff, you know. And most of the time when you think it's bad, it's probably not that bad anyways. I always... (laughs) You know, it, it helped me to think about, um, it was kind of a wake up moment, you know, eight years ago when I was looking at this artwork and, and, I, and I said to myself, if, if I don't start it now, at th- I think 39 I was at the point, wait, does that work out? The, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, anyway, eight, 30, 37, 37, what it, it would be. Yeah. Wow. Math, definitely an artist, not a mathematician. <laughs> Actually, you don't even need to be a mathematician just to do subtraction. I, I just suck at it. But, anyway. <laughs> but when I wasn't being an artist and I saw what I would love to do, and here we go with a what again, I knew that I was never going to get this dream of my future at the end of my life, where I wanted to be a great artist, if I didn't commit to it, and it was this, um, it was kind of you know you know Stephen Covey's um, one of what, what number habit is uh, it, is it to that he says uh, begin with the end in mind is that number two I think
1: I think it's I think it's number two yeah. pretty sure. So, Seven Habits Firsties. of uh,
0: Highly Affected People by Stephen Covey. What was the first one, Josh?
1: Oh, I, it was on the tip of my tongue and then it slipped away.
0: Oh, I interrupted <laughs> you. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're fine. You're fine. But we begin oh, with the be, end. Proactive. Be, be proactive. Be proactive.
0: Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> a really good one, too. Oh, my gosh. There's so much yeah. wisdom in that book. Um, but to to look at the end of your life and think, yeah, this is, this is what I want to achieve. This is who I want to be at the end of my life. And then you can break it down, you know, similar to what you said, Josh, you know, this is what I want to achieve. And then you break it back down. And it always ends up with who you're committed to being daily. Yeah. You know, yeah. this isn't like a weekly thing. Oh, every Sunday I'm going to do artwork. I'll be an artist on Sunday and the rest of the week I'm going to be, you know, uh, the web developer, which <laughs> you know, I am every day. Also, oh. so, so that's that's the other other point. Start, and and I think Josh, you you want to start with what? I want to start with who? And I think we have some connection there, but maybe.
1: Well, no, I. So starting, we all have desires is is sort of my point but the your ability to achieve the things that you want to achieve in life completely depends on who you're willing to be so while while some people do start with what they want unless they become the person that can get that it doesn't matter what they want they're just going to be miserable yeah because I mean, you've you've got it written. Your your identity drives your behaviors and your feelings because that's that's sort of the the progression there. And you mentioned the the failures. Depending on who you are, you can look at those failures as growth opportunities or reasons to quit. So so figuring out whether you're you're an artist is going to determine whether you continue to make art even though you're failing every single day. Right that the artists won't quit. They're, they're just going to get better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that takes, you know, a deep commitment to yourself. I, I love what you said there. You, you, were, you were saying, you know, it doesn't matter what else you do if, if you're not committed to showing up, you know, to you know, have this commitment to your identity. It's it's not going to matter. Um, wonderful quote that I read um, or listened to just recently from Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. He says it all it all comes down to this. If your subconscious, quote unquote, financial blueprint is not, quote unquote, set for success, nothing you learn, nothing you know, and nothing you do will make much of a difference. You know, that this same teaching is you know constant throughout all great teachers from ancient history to modern times, which is you know, it all starts with your head. You know, you can you can think about the skills, you can think about the prestige, you can think about all the paintings and the drawings on the wall. But if you don't get it committed into your head and get that um, identity right and who you wanna be, uh, it, you know, it's not gonna re- really, nothing's gonna come out of it. You're gonna be watching TV every day. You're, you're, not, you're not gonna get up early in the morning or jump out of bed and be interested in something. It's gonna be a slog. Um, which it will be anyways, but at least you'll have, you know, this commitment to your identity to push through it. You know,
1: it it all boils down to regardless of which way you look at it, whether you start with what you want out of life or you start with who you want to be in life, the only thing that really matters at the end of the day, at the end of your life, at the end of the week, you know, the only thing that really matters is your identity, because unless you have the identity, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what you want. I mean, I guess, I guess the point that we're trying to make here is if you want to be an artist, then you have to decide to make that a part of who you are.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And, and once you identify as an artist, making the art becomes much, I don't want to say easier, but it becomes easier to do even if it's just as hard to execute. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, the execution, uh, the process is always going to be difficult and challenging. Because if it was easy, come on, if I would do it, it wouldn't be so important. You know, this kind of thing. Nothing ever worth doing is going to be easy. I really love this quote from Robert Fritz, and I forget what book it comes from this one fundamental choice is a foundation for the entire or an orientation of the creative. And now he was speaking into a broad sense on that. It wasn't creative as an artist, uh, but creative for everyone, you know, whether you're uh, a businessman, an artist, a housewife, or, you know, retired and, or video game player, whatever. Making this one fundamental choice is, the foundation for your entire orientation of your, the rest of your life. You can choose to continue um, to do the things that aren't going to get you to where you want to be at the end of your life, or you can choose to take a step forward in what you would deem the right direction, whatever direction it is for you. But you always want to think, you know, it doesn't take... Um, I mean, look at my website for this, but it doesn't take huge leaps forward all the time in order for you to be in touch with your identity, for you to be in touch with who you want to be in your future. It's a daily practice, and that could be 30 minutes a day. You know, that's what I commit to at least 30 minutes a day of something. Today was a crazy day at work. And we were recording this, you know, so I didn't have the best time or energy for my artwork today. And I got started on it and I was like, oh, man, my energy has gone. I spent about an hour, you know, um, drawing, doing my warm up, this kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, that's enough for today. I don't need to go crazy.
1: That's pretty awesome, though. The fact that even though you were completely drained, you still managed to push through probably the first 30 minutes, which is your minimum and then you still got to an hour. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, honestly. Um, that know, if, quote actually. If oh, sorry.
0: If there, no, no, you're cool. Uh, if there's one thing that I, a piece of wisdom that I can give individuals that, that has so just is it's been one of the codifying forms, forces in my life if that, if that word is correct, but is. Once you continue to do it, once you make it a habit, like a, and I always push for daily habits. You know, daily, 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 daily. You look at James Clear' book, Atomic Habits, um, Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. You know, these habit creation specialists. They say you do it daily. You have to. You have to continually do it daily. Keep um, burning those grooves into your head of this is what you do. You know, after eight years. And even before then, I can't remember when it happened. It was probably within the first year of doing daily artwork. It became something I do. You know, there's no thought. It doesn't just. Um, I don't have to worry about oh when I'm going to do it or well I, I do plan these kind of things but now it's and I, I remember before like the first year that maybe the first few months or whatever when I was when I was um, getting to work on something. Uh, actually the first few months it was like, Oh, I'm so fired up and I'm painting, 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 you know, this kind of thing. And then you'll hit that plateau. Your motivation dies, you know, something happens at home, you know, whatever, you don't have enough energy, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it wanes. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, my willpower is nothing. And even 30 minutes is so difficult for you. And every artist is going to face this. But I, the wisdom is this. Keep going. Keep at it. You know, commit to, you know, set that minimum. Commit to it. And just know in the future, if you continue to do that, you continue to do it, continue to do it, eventually it's, it's just like breathing. I got to do my yeah. art today. Wake up. I do it. Um, I, I've had years that go that have gone by, well, month, maybe six months in a row where I was just doing thirty minutes a day, and that was it because my motivation was just so low. But I kept doing it. But then it, it goes in waves. You know, this year has been my most productive year ever. Well, last year, 2020 was my most productive year ever, ever. Uh, and I hope to get even, you know, doing even more now. I don't even blink at an hour or two hours of drawing or whatever, you know, this kind of thing. It just, it kind of just happens. It's, it's so deep in my identity right now that, yeah, I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> it, let me ask you a question, Joss. at any point in your life, when you talk to someone, did you, and, and, you like felt it on the tip of your tongue. Like you're going to, they asked you, oh, what do you do? And you're going to say, I'm an artist, but you're kind of like, you know, head down. I kind of do art. And you didn't feel um, exonerated enough to actually call yourself an artist. Have you ever felt that in your life?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, So I would always, I would always preface it with something. So I used to teach online art classes. So rather than saying I'm an artist, I used to say, you know, I teach people how to draw. And then I never really felt like I could actually call myself an artist until I went completely 100% in, burn all my bridges uh, on being a tattoo artist. And then I realized that being a production tattoo artist didn't exactly make me I mean, it did. It did make me more of an artist because I had to do it to feed my family. But it, it didn't make me any more fulfilled as an artist until I started making stuff for myself. <laughs> but now I can say I'm an artist. I do teach people how to draw. And I'm a tattoo artist. I am all of the above. Nice. And I'm, I'm very happy to be that. <laughs>
0: You know, it's, it's that point where you reach in your life, because most of my life I've gone through, like, you yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of an artist, you know, I don't make money at it, you know, I don't do this, I don't do that. But now, once you get into that, again, as James Blair says, repeated beingness, your identity becomes that. Right? Yeah. If you play video games every day, you're a gamer. You know, if you drive cars for a living, you're a driver. You know, if you are a taxi driver, you're a taxi driver, you know, whatever, whatever you do every single day, you know, that's, that's who you can identify as, you know, this kind of thing. I like, um, you know, going back to identity drives behavior, which drives feelings. This, this is exactly the same thing, you know? Usually, uh, we react to our feelings first, you know, oh, I really want this, you know, and, and that we get fired up and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but we always have to bring it to that identity because that's what gets our behavior moving forward and then drives our feelings. So our feeling is I don't feel like an artist, right? But I start to really identify as an artist. I start, I make a commitment to do it daily. That's my behavior. And then eventually... I'm like, heck yeah! I'm an artist. I do it every single day. This is what I do. Yeah.
1: Um, I was recently listening to a podcast, the the James Altucher show, and he had uh, Chase Jarvis on, photographer, started the Creative Live company, um, but he just released a book called Creative Calling, and his argument in that podcast was that creativity is one of the most foundational human abilities because creativity drives everything else in your life. Creativity can be applied to anything in your life and it's a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Therefore bringing creativity into your life gives you the agency to achieve more with your life as well. And that. Like everything we've been talking about seems to tie into that idea that, you know, becoming this thing is a creative act. Mm-hmm. Creating your identity will give you more agency to achieve whatever you, you want. And it's, it's, a, it's a really powerful idea.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Especially this idea of agency, right? Um, for those who don't know, agency is basically you're feeling that you can do this, right? I have the ability to accomplish X, Y, and Z, right? Um, I don't have much agency in subtracting or adding numbers, <laughs> obviously, but I do have agency in drawing. I know that I can draw just about everything I look at uh, with no problem. But I, yeah, that is absolutely wonderful. The creative force is, is huge. And you know, interesting, interesting enough, I do web development, right? And Josh, you also do a lot of web stuff. I mean, we're both tech nerds, um, <laughs> which is so funny. You know, these are dichotomies, right? They're on, you know, people would think on either end of the spectrum. But I, as a creative person, my identity has flowed into my web development gig where basically everything I do on there is all about creation, okay?
1: And problem and, solving. Yeah, yeah. it's...
0: Well, I mean, I, I've never got into the web development side of things where you're, you're deep into Java or C plus or Objective C or whatever you want to talk about, you know, uh, just C, where it's, it's nothing but um, conditionals and code and objects and variables and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I have done some of that, but only in the instance where it actually creates something visual, you know yeah i love html I love css love javascript because you create something visual with it it's like whoa i can type and it actually creates something i mean i can look at a web page and think of you know the code in my head in kind of a, a, a visual format but it's a creative thing so my identity as an artist who i repeatedly be uh, what i repeatedly do you know begins to flow into every part of my life and and if if you're the same thing, if you are are committed to this, it will flow into every part of your life.
1: Yeah. I've thought a lot about identity in the past, but I think this is the first time where I, I realize, like this very conversation, actually, this is the first time where I've realized just how much of a driving force it all is when you tie it all together. Like conceptually I could say I understood it, but yeah.
0: Well, th- think about it this way. This, this might be easy for individuals to handle, and it's, it's something that I'm struggling with that has nothing to do with artwork. Actually, both uh, me and my wife are struggling with it. So we're vegetarian. Well, somewhere. We're, we're pe- pe- pecatarian, I think, where we eat fish now. So we'll have fish because I need some protein, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we cut out some crazy things. We cut out sugar. We cut out flour. We cut out um, vegetable oils. We don't have any of those. But if you went into a restaurant and you told some individual, you say, hey, I, you know, I can have these, but it can't have any flour, sugar, or vegetable oil in it. They would look at you like you're crazy, right? It, not only because it would be difficult, but, but because it's like people just don't ask for that. It's just like it doesn't happen. And And so there's there's not a a connection there, right? But if I walked into the same restaurant and I said, um, I'm Jewish and everything must be kosher, or I'm Muslim and I want to make sure that there's no um, pork products within this particular meal, or I'm vegetarian, can you make sure that, you know, and, and you look at vegetarian, if you're a vegetarian, you go into most restaurants, they'll have a vegetarian section of the menu. So there's an importance set to it. And this is, this is the difference between not having the identity and having the identity, right? So when you identify as, and it's almost a religious sense, it's a ritual kind of thing, where you identify as a Muslim, uh, a vegetarian, a uh, Jewish, um, you know, these kind of things. These are deep identities. You know, you go to church every day, you go to mass every day, you go to mosque every day, Um, these kind of things, it's such a huge identity for a person, and no one blinks at it. They're like, wow, okay, this person's committed to this religion. So internally, when you look at something you love and something you want to do for the rest of your life, you make the same kind of commitment as you would to uh, a higher power in the universe, whatever you will call it, universe, Jesus, Allah, Um, Abraham, whatever. Once you make that commitment, it's as deeply ingrained in you as someone that makes a religious commitment. And through that, it adjusts every part of your life. You know, just like uh, some individuals wouldn't eat a certain thing or wouldn't drink a certain way or wouldn't curse, you know. It's like, oh, this is just something I do. Uh, And what that can do for you is when you have that deep of identity, a deep commitment to who you want to be, it gives you such a stronger sense of self-worth. And you can go to individuals that say, oh, you're crazy for not doing the sugar or the flour. Like, you're not going to make anything doing those those weird drawings that you, you like or whatever. I don't know. Who's going to buy that? You can tap into that identity and go, no, this is important to me. This is what I this is how I wanna move forward. And instead of being daunted by that, individuals that challenge it becomes motivation for yourself. You're like, All right, all right, I see what you mean. Okay. I'll tell you what, Feel I'm gonna for do the fire. Exactly, exactly. You know, keep hitting me with, with these uh, sarcasms or negatives or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna do I'm gonna keep going with it and do what I need to do to reach the person I want to reach at the end of my life, you know, this kind of thing.
1: That, yeah, Yeah. I, I, that resonates a lot, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, I think we need to wait for the uh, the actual exercise of, of committing to it or, or figuring out what a daily commitment could be to your lifelong commitment. We can, we can talk more about that in episode two exactly that was that was that was deep and practical sir that was (laughs) that was a very very good capstone i do believe
0: yeah and i think you're right i think the next one we talk about is because this is all kind of it's not nebulous but it's 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 out there right and it doesn't give a person like a practical way
1: to move forward go ahead i think the the last point there actually did give some really practical advice on, on how to move forward that kind of not just outward commitment, but deep commitment Mm -hmm. is, is what you need to really succeed, uh, with not, maybe not physically succeed, but internally succeed to become who you want to be. It, It takes that deep of a commitment, um,
0: Yeah. Internal success. I love that. If you want to be successful externally, we have to be successful internally first. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's wonderful.
1: Oh, Hey, that was really good. Man. That was really good. I'm glad, I'm glad we're recording this. right? (laughs) (laughs) For everyone that's actually still
0: listening to this. Um, we started out because I had a crazy work day and we we're supposed to record this early in the morning, but it's like late in the day for both of us. And I'm like, man, I don't have any energy. Let's just, let's just try something anyways. But
1: I, well, I, I feel I'm feeling This kind was of my number flow. one today, man. This is my number <laughs> one. Like, that's why I was like, you know what? I'll reschedule for later in the day. I don't care. This is, no. this is like my one priority. I'm, I wanted this.
0: And, and you know what i'm feeling it man I, i'm enjoying this tremendously um it's it's like being in, inside of a painting and then uh, looking up and three hours have gone by and you're like what <laughs> you know yeah, that, yeah that
1: flow like zone our stopping point was 20 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine with that though um i am gonna go ahead and throw in that that last little point though the big uh the big call for, for action. Yeah. Um, Unless you want to take this one away. I did the intro. You got this. I I think I've talked enough. You, you go. fine. All right. right. So first of all, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who is listening, watching, joining us in any way for the flagship episode of the You Creative Show. Um, So we really want to get a conversation going with anyone who might be watching or listening. So what we want to know right now is what is your biggest struggle staying motivated as an artist or creator? Um, wherever you're consuming this, whether it's uh, on Facebook, YouTube, our blog, uh, iTunes, wherever you're like joining us from, leave a comment right now just letting us know what your biggest struggle to stay motivated is as an artist or creator. And we're gonna do everything we can to help you you know meet that challenge yeah
0: awesome that was great thank you sir i love your bookends yeah you did the beginning and the end perfect
1: fine (laughs) fine i guess i have a job now (laughs) (laughs) so what do you do oh i do intros and outros for my podcast that's who i am
0: yeah (laughs) 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 you're the buns that make up my sandwich
1: Oh, so corny, That was so funny. corny. You're so punny, man, you're so punny. Oh, yeah. I love it.
0: On that note, we're going to stop <laughs> this one. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>